Okay, so with all the other things on your to-do list, I'm sure being a good mom, keeping them fed, clothed, safe, all that other stuff is at the top after filling up your cup, of course. But if you've got multiple kids like me, you are usually with them all at once, right? Practice, games, shopping, all that stuff gets done all together as a big happy family or just you and the kids. In today's episode, I want to talk through the importance of giving your kids the individual time that they need and deserve, why it's beneficial for you too, and a couple ways I've been able to make it happen. Let's go. Hey guys, my name is Kim Sanders and welcome to You Are Worth the Work, a podcast that reminds busy moms that following your dreams ain't all rainbows and roses, but you are worth the work that it takes to thrive in this life. After you listen, please rate and review the episode. Also, if you want to connect with me, I'll have that info for you in the show notes. Let's get started. Hey, you guys. So just uh, to catch you up on all the things, tournament season is officially over for the spring slash summer. Um, the team party was last week. I believe it was last week, which is hard to believe because right now it is pouring down rain. <laughs> it is pouring down raining um, and storming. So hashtag Florida life. But um, it was fun. The kids had a blast. The adults had a good time. Everybody stayed safe. The mosquitoes, though, the level of disrespect that these mosquitoes, they're just, the level of disrespect is just, it's unmatched. And it is the one time that I did not wear pants and a long sleeve shirt. When I say pants, I mean leggings, right? Um, and like a longer sleeve shirt. I happened to have on shorts and a tank top because I was working um, and just didn't change clothes. Didn't have time to change clothes. And they got me from my neck, like right under my hairline in the back of my neck, down to my toes. I kid you not, you guys. So the the disrespect, I can't with that. It was upsetting, but they had a good time. We had a good time, all that good stuff. And so now (laughs) it's basketball season. It is summer basketball season, which is really fun. Uh, One, because it's indoors. And uh, the boys are playing with some kids that are a little older than them. So this is going to be, it's a nice test for them. It is um, a nice way to learn to play to the level of your competition. Because sometimes you got to do that, right? When you play at an advanced level, you have to play up sometimes. You know, you have to see how much harder it is and then play up that way. Otherwise, you'll stay complacent, right? You got to get uncomfortable That's not even what we're talking about today, but that was a word. Anyway, so not only is it basketball season, it is also camp season. So they've been really enjoying their camps. They've done uh, a baseball camp. They've got a coding camp coming up. Um, More baseball, basketball. They have basketball camp. And also they have what I call grandparent camp, also known as the Sanders Academy of Extraordinary Learners. And it's really cool because my father-in-law really does like to teach. And so he has this great opportunity to help us all prevent the summer slide. And so they've got math workbooks. They've got books from their reading program, their reading camp that they have to read and do work on. And um, 
He's very patient with them. And I love that because it ain't me. <laughs> so I'm very appreciative of that. Um, my parents take them sometimes and they will, you know, do some fun stuff and do some reading and things like that. And so um, it's nice. Like the boys are living their best, best lives. So well, I've been trying to like get back on track out of tournament season, just getting my life together. When I was thinking about topics for this episode, I decided to ask the boys like, hey, what do you think I should talk about? I got to record an episode. What do you think I should talk about? And they're always so helpful. The older of the two, he said, uh, mom, you should talk about how to eat your veggies. Okay, son, I've done that already. And I don't even know what episode that is off the top of my head. So if you scroll back, it is probably in the first 10 episodes somewhere in there about how to get your kids to eat more vegetables. I do appreciate that he brought that up because they did request roasted broccoli last night. Crunchy broccoli they like. Um, they don't like it steamed anymore. They do like it crunchy, roasted, or air fried. I put them in the oven this time. And so, you know, I'm here for it. Anytime if you request vegetables, I am more than happy to do that for you. So the youngest one, the youngest in charge, as I like to call him, he suggested spending time with your kids because he said, because I'm always in their room. <laughs> and I promise I'm not in there, you know, causing havoc. Usually I'm in there asking them to do something or asking if they've done something or sometimes I just go in there. A lot of times I just go in there and just hang out and sit on the floor and uh, play Beyblades and things like that. So that was his suggestion so that is what we're going with today and i decided to drill down just a bit because with twins most people that don't have twins they forget that the kids have their own actual personalities right they need to be nourished they need to be nurtured that need to be um, seen and heard and so even though most people don't have twins and triplets etc as parents, I think we get so caught up in, you know, keeping kids alive, <laughs> keeping them educated, keeping them out of trouble that we forget that the alone time or the chill time is important too. As a mom who goes from practice to game to tournament, I get it. Like it feels like I spend most of my life in the car going back and forth to places, either home or a ball field or a gym. And we do have some conversations in the car, but sometimes, you know, you need that alone time to get a little deeper. Having kids who play on the same team is kind of a pro and a con, right? To be honest, because the time you could be spending with that other kid, that individual time, it doesn't really exist because they're at the same practice, right? The plus side is definitely the quiet time at home or the quiet time when you're at the field and you can read your book or you can get some work done, but it does cut out that time that you could have spent with your other kid. And I know there are some families on the teams that we've been on that do do that, right? They take their daughter or son out while the other kid is at practice. They'll take them out for ice cream or they'll take them, you know, somewhere. And maybe that's where they have their quiet talks or their private talks and things like that. So it can be done. You know, there's just, there's some things you got to do right? It does require some planning. So, but why is this so important? The individual time as parents that we take for our kids, in that time, our kids feel seen. They feel heard as individuals. 
not as part of the crowd. And especially, and I'll reiterate this, a lot of times people will refer to my sons as the twins or the boys. And sometimes I'll catch myself doing that. But when I catch myself, I make sure I call them by their individual names because they are individuals and they deserve to be seen and heard in that way. And so this individual time is really important because maybe a kid is worried about what their sibling may see or say or do or tell, right? If they're there, sometimes every sibling isn't comfortable spilling their guts to the other right then. For whatever reason, it could be a good thing. It could be something that they're just trying to work through and they want to work through it kind of with a neutral party, someone that's not in the same room as them. Some kids are more conversation dominant, right? They take over the conversation if they're in a group than maybe the other kid. And by getting them by themselves, you're able to let that kid who may not always have a chance to talk, let them get it all out let them get their thoughts out and express their feelings and say what they need to say. It's okay to have a kid with a dominant personality. I have one. Actually, they both are pretty dominant in their own way, but if I get them by themselves, I do hear more from them because they haven't quite mastered the art of having a conversation where you don't talk, <laughs> where you don't talk over each other. So that's why it's also important all kids have different interests, believe it or not. So spending that one-on-one -on -one time allows you both to explore that specific interest and learn more about each other. So I've got a kid that's pretty into sports, like absolutely into sports, watching it, playing it, reading about it, things like that. I have another one who likes sports. He does. He absolutely does. And he'll watch sports, but he's also into like robotics. The sport kid also loves chess. So they uh, they have these different interests, even though they play the same sports and are in the same class. And by having that alone time and really taking that alone time, you get to talk more about chess with the one that's really into chess. The other one's not really into chess, so he doesn't really want to talk about that, but he would love to talk about Minecraft and robotics. And so you get to see their faces light up in a way that you don't see so how does this help you besides learning more about your kid and really learning more about yourself? Cause you made that. <laughs> um, I believe that the one-on-one -on -one time not only reaps benefits in the moment, but down the line, I do truly believe that making your kids feel seen and heard in that way fosters communication and cooperation because as a parent, like, and a kid, we see each other as people and not just nagging mom and annoying kid that won't listen, right? If I make sure that you're seen and heard in real life, then when it comes time for me to ask you to do something, you're more likely to cooperate as a kid because you're like, well, mom's not just here to nag. She really cares and she really knows what she's talking about sometimes. I don't think kids actually think that grownups know what they're talking about half the time, but that's all right too but we want to do better for each other, right? So if I come ask you to mate your socks, you're more likely to do it if I'm not constantly nagging and asking you to do stuff when I come in your room. If I come in your room and we're having conversations and we're having fun and we're dancing and we're hanging out, then I say, hey, now get these socks mated. <laughs> then you're more likely to cooperate than if I just came in there in a rage and talking about how you didn't do what I told you to do. 
that takes practice, parents. I'm still guilty of it sometimes, but we're all a work in progress. And it helps us see together that we're not adversaries. We're not on opposite sides. We're not enemies or anything like that. I mean, we're not friends. Like, I'm not one of your little friends. But we have a relationship that fosters good communication and collaboration as opposed to a full-on angry dictatorship, right? So I always want them to be able to speak freely. And I hope that by incorporating individual time and like hangout time, that that will be the case for years to come, right? Because I'm opening those lines of communication. I'm just letting them talk. I'm not interrogating them. We're talking about things that interest them as people. And that's important, even as grownups, right? So if you have a friend that only talks about themselves and they suck the life out of you, right? Do you really want to pour your heart out to them? Or do you just want to avoid them because you don't want to hear (laughs) their latest drama? Same thing with parents and children, except I'm not telling them any of my business. But it's important that we give them space to say what they say. You know, we can have the conversation about what's respectful and what's disrespectful and what, you know, societal norms say and what that looks like. And so, but you still have space to speak freely. And I've always said that I want it to be that parent that allowed, you know, my children to, I don't want you to be scared to talk to me. You know, I I want you to to know that there are consequences to your actions, whatever those are. Um, But I don't want you to ever be afraid to come to me good or bad, because I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to celebrate with you and help you and cry with you and laugh with you and hang with you. Like that's my, that's my purpose because in that you become a well-rounded individual, you become a person that has empathy for others. You're able to model that, you know, by us parents modeling that behavior of letting people speak and giving them space to be seen and heard, then they learn how to do that for others. And then when they have their own children, if that's what happens, or when they have a spouse, if that's what they choose to do, then they know what that looks like. They don't have to learn it. They already know it. So you know more about that action. So I'm going to give you a couple of ways that I have made this work. I've made this kind of individual time work. It's not perfect, but it's what's worked for us over the past few years. So these things, I have two of them I have used. No, I've used all three. I was going to say I've only used two, but that's not true. I've used all three in one capacity or another, and it has allowed me to start incorporating individual time with my boys, allowing them to be seen and heard and all that other good stuff. So the first thing, the first thing that I do actually happened out of necessity make separate appointments for them like dentist. Okay. So I make separate dentist appointments for them. Usually this time they have a dentist appointment in a couple weeks and it is at the same time. So I'm breaking that just for this time. And there's a whole other story about that. I think I talked about it in a previous episode, how I forgot to get new dental insurance. And so we were just kind of stuck with what we had. So anyway, I usually make them separate dental appointments for their six month checkup, whether it's a day difference Usually it's a day difference and usually it's during the school year so that I know that one of them is in school and the other one I can take out of school or 
keep with me, you know, take one to school and the other one comes with me to their dentist appointment. And then after their appointment, I usually take them to get a snack. Sometimes it's Panera. Sometimes it is one kid likes Starbucks. The other prefers Dunkin', um, which tells you everything you need to know about twins and different personalities. They, they both like both, but if you ask them where they want to go, the youngest in charge will always say Starbucks. Big brother always says Dunkin'. Not sure why. Anyway, but that's what I do. I schedule separate dentist appointments and then I take them to eat or to a snack. Sometimes it's boba. I usually have to take them to boba together because then the other one would be like, but you didn't take me to get boba. So to, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. they just go to boba together. So yes. Does that mean you have to take more time off work? Yes. Yes, it does. But you didn't want to be at work anyway. So take that sick leave. It's what's for. It's for the care of yourself or for your dependents. It's what it's for. So take those couple hours on Monday, take a couple hours on Wednesday. You'll be fine. They'll be fine. And it's worth it. And I do recommend doing it during the school year just because I would say it's a little harder to get coverage for one kid and you don't want them to miss out on camp. Although I've done that before, right? You don't want them to miss out on a camp activity for a dentist appointment because that's lame in a couple weeks they will both miss out on like the first hour of camp but they'll be fine again extenuating circumstances so that's number one number two it's okay to hire a sitter for one kid (laughs) it's okay or to lean on your village in that way and your village is probably most likely more likely to take on one kid than two especially if they have kids of their own but yeah take that time and then maybe y'all can go on like a mother's son date It's actually a really good idea. We have not done that yet. That's the one thing I haven't really done. Again, I've leaned on the village for like one of them has an appointment and I need to take him. Can you stay with the other? They do that. But then that way you can take your time, take that time and be intentional about it. The third one is to invite them to run errands, but make sure you let them know that you both don't have to come. (laughs) And obviously someone needs to be there, right? So usually when I do this, it's on a weekend and my husband is here and he doesn't want to go. And so I just tell them, Hey, I need to run and pick something up from target. Do you want to go? The first question is usually, do we have to go in? That sometimes determines who's coming with me. If it's a pickup, one will go. If it's, if I have to go in, I can guarantee one will stay because he'd rather hang out in his room. So you can tell them you both don't have to go. And usually one of them will step up and say, yeah, I'll go. And then that's your opportunity. So that's what I've got. I hope this was helpful. Let me know, hit me on social. Let me know if you do the same thing, or if you have any tips that could help the community. Um, I'm always open for more. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to You Are Worth the Work. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, review, share, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.